We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. This is, again, it's still taking some time for me to get used to not being able to talk to you after a Monday press conference, but our first free Saturday in a while. Toby, when did you guys get back from L.A.? And my gosh, how fun was that trip out to the West Coast? Oh, that was great. That was uh, a great win and a uh, great trip and just kind of, uh, it was like a pregame for the Rose Bowl. So we got to go out. We, we were actually in the hotel that the uh, football team's going to be staying in. And so uh, we kind of got to kind of got to see the get, get the feel for the place, but really nice win for Lon Kruger's team. That one is going to look good on the resume come the end of the year. Got a little hairy there late, but um, you know, we had said all year, Chris, what would happen if everybody started hitting shots on the same night? Cause so far, Trey's been playing great, but Cam McGusty and Christian James and Brady Manick, you know, really not shooting up to their potential. Well, it happened um, for about 35, 37 minutes on Friday night where they were all hitting shots. And they made 15 three-pointers, and really, they led from wire to wire. They had that game in hand and shot themselves in the foot with some missed free throws late that allowed USC to, to have a half-quarter that would have been a real sucker punch if that had gone in. But fortunately, it didn't, and uh, that's that's a nice victory. We got a lot of football to talk about. You're still, I say you, we're all kind of still in a little bit of a weird spot where we have the celebration of the Heisman Trophy to get to, but yet the, the game's kind of around the corner, but we still have a few weeks. So, you know, what mode are we in in preparation? But I, I'm still curious to tie up the loose end as to how the conversation with Bill Walton went. And... <laughs> Was the was the real end of the conversation asking what position Baker Mayfield played? 
that that happened. It, it was one of the most enjoyable 45 minutes of my life. Um, we saw Bill on the street corner that morning on the way to breakfast, and we introduced ourselves. And and when um, when I told him I was the radio guy, he asked if if we could chat at shoot around later that day. So I said sure. So we ended up sitting down, and and that's kind of. Um, you know that's that's mo that that the broadcasters, TV broadcasters, will want to talk to somebody. Maybe it's the media relations guy. Certainly, they want to talk to the coaches. Maybe it's the radio guy. They just want to get a better feel for the team because they parachute in and out, and and certainly don't know the squads as well as we do. And um, so I said sure, and and we had a fascinating conversation. Really, whether or not you enjoy Bill Walton as a broadcaster, you cannot deny that. You know, he is one of the five maybe greatest college basketball players of all time. And just to get the opportunity to sit and visit with the man was a thrill of a lifetime. But it was different. It was <laughs> wide-ranging. It was all over the place. Um, at one point, and I'm not making fun of him, but at one point, he, he's basketball. You know, I mean, that's really his life is basketball. And he asked how our football team was doing this year, and and I said, we, we're we doing good. <laughs> doing good. It's been a good year. In fact, I think we're going to get another Heisman Trophy winner tomorrow night. And he said, yeah, that's that Baker guy, right? And I said, yeah, it's <laughs> Mayfield, Baker Mayfield. And then he asked what, what position he plays. So uh, it, it was enjoyable, though. I, I thoroughly enjoyed getting to talk to one of the legends in, in the history of college and, and NBA basketball. Did he happen to ask you if Kadeem Latin's name was Kadeem Allen? Which seemed to be it, uh, which seemed to be a kind of consistent thought in his mind. And then the second thing is, for as as little, he's a basketball guy, so it's not a knock. But for as little as he knew about football, man, they kept and a great game too. They kept trying to engage he and Roxy in some sort of conversation about the Heisman. That didn't make too much sense to me during the broadcast. But like you said, it's always uh, it's always enjoyable to be able to come away with what's most important, and that's the win. And my goodness, Toby, have you seen anything like Trey Young since you've started call? I mean, obviously, Buddy Heald's pretty special. Uh, Buddy, I guess you could say, really started getting going near the latter part of his sophomore season. But, man, to just be able to have it click from day one is pretty special. Yeah, I mean, the difference, like, Buddy became a rock star. Right. But, but he, he became a rock star. Like, he grew into, over the course of four years, the kind of a rock star to where when we would go places and travel, people would line up to get his autographs. You know, you, he, you could argue he was the biggest spark, biggest star in the sport of sport for a year. And that was cool. I, he, but, but Trey's been a supernova, man. I mean, he's just all of a sudden, bam, here he is. And no, I've never seen anything quite like it. And I'm not sure that we have since Wayman. Wow. Seen anything that as a freshman is this good, you know, putting up these kinds of numbers. I was having an interesting conversation with uh, Chris Crutchfield, Sooner assistant coach, and Kevin Henry in the airport before we left, just talking about Trey and where he might, you know, if he were to leave and go to the NBA draft, either this year or next year, where he projects. So one of them brought up TJ Ford because, you know, size wise, Trey's not the biggest, but, um, you know, T.J. Ford wasn't the biggest either, but he won the Wooden Award and went number eight in the draft. So he goes lottery in the draft, wins the National Player of the Year Award, 
and I looked up his numbers. T.J. Ford's freshman year, he averaged 10 points and I think seven rebounds. And his sophomore year, the year he won the National Player of the Year, he went 15 points and eight, re- eight assists. I should have said assists. 15 points, eight assists a game. 15 and eight, and he won National Player of the Year and went number eight in the NBA draft. Well, you know, Trey's averaging 29 and nine or 10 right now assists. The numbers he's putting up are absolutely absurd. And not only that, he's doing it efficiently. He he has, uh, you know, you look at his point totals at the end of the game, he'll score 28, 29 points on 16, 17 shots, which is a lot of shots. But, you know, you know from watching Kobe back in the day, if the point total equals the number of shots taken, you've had a pretty good night. <laughs> well, he's far exceeding that. And, and he's making his teammates better, too, because he's creating out there for everybody else. So, no, I, I think Supernova is the best way to describe what he has been through eight games in, in college basketball, and I hope it just continues. Hey, before we jump in on football, final thought on this Hoops team. Saturday's a big one against Wichita. Obviously not in campus, on campus, I should say, but I've heard great things about that arena and that setting up there. Got a lot of good Sooner fans in that Wichita area. That could be a fun game with the top, what, I didn't see the rankings before we started, but I think, what, about a top five team in Wichita State now? Yeah, it's going to be tough. Wichita State's really good. Um, This will count, by the way, as a true road game for Ah. OU, even though they're not playing on campus. Wichita State plays a handful of games in the Interest Bank Arena every year. They have a, they have a court there with their logos on it and everything. So uh, it will not be a neutral site game in the eyes of the RPI and uh, the selection committee. Um, but, yeah, this is a team that uh, realistically has a shot at the Final Four in uh, Wichita State. They've got one of the best guards in the country, Landry Shamit. They've got uh, – uh, a really nice big in uh, Shaq that can step out and hit threes as well. Well-rounded, well-coached veteran team, and they draw really well up there too because they, you know, Wichita State is it in the town of Wichita. So I think it'll be a fun atmosphere. It'll be packed, I would imagine. There'll be a bunch of Sooner fans in the crowd, and um, it is an opportunity if you win that one to really announce yourself as, hey, you know, we're not just a top 25 team. We're a, a team to be reckoned with nationally this year. Um, and if you lose it, no shame in losing to them on their home floor as long as you're competitive. So it's a no-lose situation for OU Saturday. Should be fun. Toby will be on the call with the uh, rather animated Kevin Henry. I did not know this about Kevin. I just learned this from listening to your radio show. You got to Got to buy him a seatbelt buckle, you think, for that chair? I think we're going to have to uh, resort to getting him a seatbelt. Uh, it's getting worse and worse, and, and Trey Young is not helping out the situation <laughs> with, with, with his exciting play. Uh, you know, before long, I'm afraid Kevin's going to jump over the table and, and go high-five somebody <laughs> in the middle of the action. So we might have to get him a seatbelt. But, man, I enjoy calling games with that guy. He's so knowledgeable and uh, so entertaining, and he he is into it. We're both into it, but he is really, really into it. It's a lot of fun. Hey, and, and oh, one final thing, I promise, before we get to football. How fun was the red carpet on Friday night? You, Josie, Kevin, and the great uh, <laughs> Zach Selman had an opportunity to go take in a little comedy show, right? 
Yeah, that was uh, that was nice. Uh, Blake Griffin had a uh, an event. Let's see, my days are a little mixed up. I guess it was Thursday, night. Thursday night yeah. in Hollywood called Comedy by Blake. And uh, he hosted an event. It was a charity fundraiser for his charity. And they gave a bunch of money to the first responders that were fighting the fires out there and everything. And Blake did a little bit of stand-up. And then he had kind of a who's who of comedy that came through, including Norm MacDonald and Whitney Cummings that all did stand-up routines. And... Um, and we were, you know, fortunate enough to get invited. So that was uh, an unbelievable night. We saw we were definitely out of place. Well, I was definitely out of place. <laughs> I think Joe, I think Joe was perfectly comfortable on the red carpet with all the uh, Hollywood uh, celebrities. But I was out of place. But it was a lot of fun. It was definitely a, a night we'll never forget. All right, uh, let's shift our focus to the big event on Saturday night. Baker Mayfield wins the Heisman. No surprise there, Toby. Deserving. Uh, I I was curious on a non-football side of things. What is it like for you when you're watching this and you hear your calls and you hear those moments where you said, that's it, give him the Heisman, stop it? I mean, just those little moments – I, I, you're not a guy that needs your ego fed by any stretch of the imagination, but it's got to be kind of bone chilling. It's got to be pretty special when you hear that. It is. I just, I think I just feel fortunate. You know, that has nothing to do with the calls. It happens to be that, you know, we're lucky enough to be the crew that gets to follow Baker Mayfield. About. Right. So that's the only reason that, that you have the honor of, of that happening. So I just feel, you know, that's another one of those occasions where you just feel fortunate that you get to cover the program that we do. And whether it's football or basketball or softball or baseball or gymnastics, you know, this is the highest level. This this is the number one athletic department in America. And we get to add words to what they do. And sometimes, you know, things like Saturday night happen. So um, you just kind of cringe when you hear it and hope that it, went okay <laughs> and that you know that um and but it is a, it is an honor and you just kind of feel very fortunate uh now so here's that odd little place that we're in right now toby as this podcast drops on a tuesday you know a little shorter than we typically have as we wrap up there's no press conference to play coming up next i mean i mean it's okay now to start looking ahead to georgia right it's okay to start prepping for yeah. pasadena isn't it yeah, no, I think so, and I, I think the football team, you know, is doing the same now. The awards week is over, and uh, got to kind of navigate finals here, but it's time to start preparing for the Rose Bowl, and it's less than three weeks away now, and it's going to go fast. You know, we got bowl games that start on Saturday, yep. and they're all going to be played before the big ones this year, which I love, but they're going to come rapid fire, and We've been through this enough, Chris, to know that just about the time you you breathe and sink into the chair and say, oh, I can relax for a little bit, we don't play until January 1st, and all of a sudden it's December 28th. You get caught up in Christmas and all that kind of stuff. So, no, it's time for the football team to get ready. It's time for you and I to get ready. It's time for hopefully fans who've made their travel arrangements and uh, found tickets and accommodations and everything because um, it's it's coming quick. I've been impressed with what I've seen from Georgia's defense. Uh, I know you've just started getting uh, in-depth in it as well, too. It's going to be quite a challenge, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Uh, You know, they are – 
I mean, they are what you'd expect out of an SEC defense. They're a bunch of really good athletes who are probably, you know, many, many of them, like Ohio State, are going to end up playing in the NFL. They are big. They are fast. They hit really hard. They flow to the ball. Um, you know, it, it's what you'd expect. They look a lot like Ohio State to me. They look a lot like Alabama and Clemson. I mean, if OU is going to win the national championship, they are going to have to beat two really good defenses, whoever wins that other game. So this is fascinating because Oklahoma is likewise immensely elite on the offensive side of the ball yep. and is stocked with guys who are also going to play in the NFL and has a, a head coach or an offensive coordinator who is incredibly creative. And you're giving him extra time, just like you're giving Kirby Smart extra time. So um, the, the layoff for every bowl game is intriguing and pretty much impossible to measure which team it benefits. I mean, you can try to make the storyline fit your team or your pick or whatever, but it, it's impossible to measure how a three, four, five-week, in the case of Alabama, I think like six-week layoff wow. is going to positively or negatively affect a football team. You just hope that all the stars align for you. And I think Oklahoma is going to have to play their best game of the year to beat Georgia. You're the man, Toby. Appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed a weekend off because it's a left lane hammered down from here on out, buddy. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Toby. I appreciate you, man. Thanks for doing this. I know you're busy. No problem, bud. I, no, see no, no, I appreciate it. All, All right. right. Bye-bye. So there you have it, and, and there is the reality of where we are. Yes, we're in a Heisman hangover, if you will, the excitement of the sixth Heisman Trophy in Oklahoma football history, uh, to see this program on the stage that it was the last couple of days has just been, it's been phenomenal. And then to see the way in which Baker handled himself with the speech and then the Sunday black tie uh, dinner, the speech that he had there, to hear Joe C. talk and to hear Lincoln Riley talk, it's a really special time for OU football. But now... We start looking ahead. Now, speaking of looking ahead, we'll do so again from the game preparation perspective on Thursday's podcast. I uh, I was going to slide it in here today, but I, I think it deserves a little bit more of its own platform. Brad Camp, who is one of the hardest working men for the Oklahoma football team, he, uh, Blake Kinsey, and their entire staff in the equipment uh, staff for the University of Oklahoma. I had a chance to catch up briefly with Brad on Friday. I'm going to bring that to you as part of our bowl prep series. Also still trying to get uh, Matt McMillan, uh, Greg Tipton to come on with us, and who knows, maybe maybe Zach Selman and a few more others because as we – and Brandon Meyer as well too. As we learned, as you listen to this podcast, there is a group of Sooner administrators that are in Atlanta, Georgia. And what are they doing in Atlanta, Georgia? You know, as we talked about with Kenny Mossman, every team goes through this that's in the Final Four, the preparations for Atlanta, because it will be a quick turnaround after the New Year's Day games for the teams that advance to the Final Four. So Brad Camp coming up on Thursday, and we'll learn more about the Heisman process as well, too. Uh, It was kind of cool to learn about the making of the Heisman Trophy right here in the state of Oklahoma, Oklahoma City to be exact. A lot of neat things we've discovered and obviously learned about the Heisman voting process, and we'll go more in-depth on that on Friday's edition of the tailgate. This has been the Game Plan. I appreciate everyone for downloading. Appreciate Toby Rowland for finding time for us. Don't forget, 
Friday's edition. Subscribe so you automatically get it on your iPad, iPhone, whichever way you subscribe and uh, I guess you could say consume podcast. Please make sure you subscribe. Please make sure you review. Share it. Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And until the tailgate coming up this week, and everyone have a great weekend. Boomer soon. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. Yeah.